This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Let's take it nice and easy It's gonna be so easy For us to fall in love Hey baby, what's your hurry? Relax and don't you worry We're gonna fall in love We're on the road to romance That's safe to say But let's make all the stops along the way The problem now of course is To simply hold your horses To rush would be a crime Cause nice and easy does it every time Yeah, nice and easy does it every time, folks Uh, Particularly just after 10am on a Friday Here at Radio Hawks Bay because you are just about to start to listen to just under two hours of a program called Easy Jazz with me, John Ribman, coming to you on 1431 AM and 104.7 FM and streaming live, streaming live around the world through www.radiohawksbay.org.nz. And here we are. The old studio. This could be my last broadcast from this old studio before we go across to the new one and uh, where I open up on September the 2nd. Uh, but I'll keep you informed on that anyway. Um, may very well be the uh, removal men will be in. And uh, if I come in next week, I've got nothing here to push, pull um, and press. So we'll play it off the cuff. But anyway, welcome to this uh, program of Easy Jazz with me, John Redman, on Friday, the 19th of August, 2022. Now, you know, regular listeners know that the first two tracks I play at the start of every show, new show, are the two that you didn't get all of the previous week, i.e. at 11 a.m. and at noon because we gave way to new sport and weather. Well, here's the one you didn't get all of last week at 11 a.m. And it's uh, music by a great saxophonist, a man who was christened Edward Hammond Boatner Jr. Uh, he was born in February 1924, died July 22nd, 1982, and his professional name was Sonny Stitt. S-O-N-N-Y-S-T-I-T-T. Now, Sonny was a great American jazz saxophonist. He had a very warm tone. He was one of the best documented sax players of his generation. 
Uh, he was involved in the recording of over 100 albums. His uh, nickname was Lone Wolf because he was relentlessly, uh, relentlessly touring and um, he really worked with the same musicians for very long. But to the music. Here is Sonny Stitt on a 1982 recording with Junior Mance on piano, George de Vivier on bass, Jimmy Cobb on drums, and together they're going to play a tune written in 1946 by Matt Dennis and Earl Brent, which was introduced in a 1953 movie called Jennifer. This particular tune is a great favourite of mine. I have sung it countless times. Have a listen to Sonny Stitt leading the group playing Angel Eyes.
nice laid-back uh, tenor sax solo there by Sonny Stitt leading us into this program of Easy Jazz with me, John Redman. And the tune, of course, was Matt Dennison, Earl Brent's Angel Eyes. Next one you're going to hear, the one that you didn't get very much of at noon last week. And uh, the, the tune was Send in the Clowns. Song written by Stephen Sondheim for the 1973 musical A Little Night Music. I have coming up for you right now a, a live recording by Carmen McRae, who did this recording at Bubba's Club in 1981. She has Marshall Otwell on piano, uh, uh, Jim Andron on bass, and Mark Police on the drums. The inimitable Carmen McRae with Send in the clowns. Isn't it rich? Are we a Me here at last on the ground. You in midair. Send in the clowns. Isn't it bliss? Don't you You'd want what I want. Sorry, 
McRae always did things in her own special inimitable way and there she was um, singing for us uh, a live recording she did in 1981 in Bubba's Club and the tune of course was Stephen Sondheim's Send in the Clowns, quite a haunting melody that isn't it, been, been sung by quite a lot of singers including Sinatra of course now the vibraphonist Lionel Hampton wrote a tune for his friend, the baritone saxophonist, Jerry Mulligan, way back in 1977. And he called the tune Blues for Jerry. And they recorded it in exactly the same year of 1977. So for your listening pleasure, here it is with Lionel on vibes, Jerry on baritone sax, Hank Jones on piano, Bucky Pizzarelli on guitar. And Grady Tate on the drums with this tune written by Lionel Hampton for Jerry Mulligan, which is called Blues for Jerry.
Yes, that recording was made in uh, 1977. The tune was called Blues for Jerry, written by the vibraphonist Lionel Hampton for his friend Jerry Mulligan, the baritone saxophonist. And um, Hank Jones was on the piano. Bucky Pizzarelli was on guitar. Grady Tate was on the drums. And the man on the bass, holding it all together there, was Milt Hinton, whose nickname was The Teacher. Good recording, that. I enjoyed that. Um, Well, here's a Frank Sinatra for all you Sinatra lovers. I wouldn't announce it. I'll just play it, and I'll tell you all about it afterwards. So if you love Sinatra, you're going to love this one, I bet. find myself out gazing at stars hearing guitars like someone in love sometimes the things I do Astound me Mostly whenever you're around me Lately I seem to walk As though I had wings Bump into things Like someone in love Each time I look at you I'm limp as a glove And feeling Like someone in love I seem to walk as though I had wings I bump into things like someone in love each time I look at you As a glow and feeling like someone in love. 
Well, Sinatra lovers, I hope you enjoyed that one. And uh, as you may have guessed, <laughs> Frank sang for us Like Someone in Love, which was composed in 1944 by Jimmy Van Heusen and Johnny Burke. Um, it was written uh, for a 1944 film called Bell of the Yukon, where Dinah Shore was the first person to ever sing it. But uh, that um, particular version that you heard there, sung by Frank Sinatra, was recorded in 1953 on his Capitol Records album called Songs for Young Lovers. And he was backed by the Nelson Riddle Orchestra. A couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, um, out of the blue, I was asked to go up on a stage and sing that song. And... Um, and I know, the, I know the lyrics so well, but I actually started to sing it and got all the lyrics all the wrong way around. And um, it's some great musicians, though. Uh, musicians who could just sort of improvise straight away. And, uh, and so I led it to the bridge so they could play the bridge. And then I nipped off the stage and quickly got the lyrics and then went back and started all over again after they played the bridge. But, uh, yeah, one of my favourite songs as well. Um, time now for a 1950 recording released by Mercury Records. And this one features Oscar Peterson on piano and Ray Brown on the bass. A tune written by Oscar Peterson is called Oscar's Blues. <laughs> Thank you. 
What a great combination duo that was, wasn't it? Eh? Oscar Peterson and Ray Brown, all the way back in 1952 that was recorded. Uh, sorry, 1950 that was recorded. Um, and the tune, of course, written by Oscar was called Oscar's Blues. He was a fabulous pianist. Mind you, Ray Brown, I mean, again, one of the, one of the greatest double bass players ever. Everybody wanted to listen to Ray Brown. You are listening to this program of Easy Jazz with me, John Bridman, coming to you from live, we're coming to you, of course, from Studio One at Radio Hawks Bay. And we're broadcasting our throwing your radio, 1431 AM, 104.7 FM. But we're also streaming live around the world through www.radio sorry radio nearly said radio kidnappers radiohawksbay.org.nz and that's how people can listen to us anywhere in New Zealand or in fact anywhere in the whole wide world in 2002 uh, Rod Stewart the rock, the rock singer Rod Stewart recorded an album of songs from the Great American Songbook for J Records. And he did this at the request of his agent and manager, Phil Davis. Um, a year later, he recorded a second album of songs from the Great American Songbook. Both of them paid off and they boosted what at that time was Rod Stewart's flagging singing career. And you've heard me say before that a lot of singers who weren't particularly known for singing jazz all decided to have a go at jazz, not just singers, but musicians as well. I've taken a track from that second album that uh, Rod Stewart did, um, in 2003, and the album is called As Time Goes By, Volume 2. So have a listen to Rod Stewart's effort to sing, backed by a nice studio orchestra, um, a song called Bewitched, Bothered and Bewildered, which um, is a song from the 1940 Rogers and Hart musical Pal Joey. Now, he's not singing this on his own. He's accompanied on this particular track with that American singer, Cher. Remember Cher? C-H-E-R? Late of Sonny and Cher? So here, Rod Stewart and Cher with Bewitched, Bothered and Even Bewildered. After one whole quart of brandy Like a daisy I awake With no bromo salsa handy I don't even shake Men are not a new sensation I've done pretty well, I think But this half-pint imitation Put me on the blink I'm wild again Beguiled again A simpering whimpering child again Bewitched, bothered and bewildered Am I? Listen, 
Stewart, a recording made in 2003 from uh, Rod Stewart's album, which is called As Time Goes By, Volume 2, and they sang us the Rogers and Hart uh, tune, Bewitched, Bothered and Bewildered. Yeah, I mean, both both records that he made or albums that he made went down well. But um, as I said before, lots of non-jazz singers tried to sing jazz, but people bought it because they knew Rod Stewart and they bought it. And obviously they enjoyed it because it certainly helped Rod Stewart's uh, flagging singing career back in 2002, 2003. 
Now, Mood Indigo was written by Duke Ellington and um, his clarinetist, Barney Bigard. Originally, the tune was composed for a radio broadcast in October 1930. And the first title it got was this. It was Dreamy Blues. And Duke Ellington said that was, this was the first time I'd ever written a tune especially for a microphone, a radio microphone transmission. However, after that was transmitted over the radio in 1930, wads of mail came into the radio station raving about this new tune called Dreamy Blues. And it came to the point where Irving Mills decided that it needed lyrics so he wrote lyrics to this, and Ellington, Bigard, and Mills changed the name from Dreamy Blues to Mood Indigo. It's a jazz standard now. Uh, Duke Ellington recorded it in 1934 RCA Victor's uh, records. So um, if you want to listen to it, here's that 1930 recording by Duke Ellington of Mood Indigo.
Yeah, that was the original 1930 recording of Mood Indigo um, by Duke Ellington and Barney Bigard and uh, Irving Mills. Um, you probably heard there that back in 1930, they were still using, they didn't use guitars, they used banjos because you heard the bango there, chunk, 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 chunk. Because the banjo could cut through the sound of the other instruments and keeping the beat. And it wasn't until really and truly when Charlie Christian uh, came onto the scene as a guitarist, an amplified guitarist, that the banjo gradually got dropped for amplified guitars. But, um, yeah, I mean, because that's 92 years old, that recording. Not bad, is it? 92, God, unbelievable. Anyway, it was a nice recording. It was a bit predictable, I think, but um, I think it sounds better. Personally, I think it sounds better as a vocal, but that's where it started, folks. Uh, We've got about eight minutes before we come up to 11, new sport and weather. Um, I Can't Help It is a 1992 compilation album by the American singer Betty Carter and it contains all of the tracks from two of her previous albums Uh, one was called Out There with Betty Carter that was released by Peacock Records in 1958 and The Modern Sound of Betty Carter which was put out by ABC Paramount in 1960 um the same combination of the tracks had been released previously by ABC Records as a double LP. But I've got a track from the compilation album called I Can't Help It. And it's one that was recorded in New York in February 1958. It was written by Dick Hames, who was a singer, of course, and Bill Paxton and... Betty Betty Carter recorded this with the Kenny Dorham big band. Um, this obviously came from a 19, 1958 Out There With Betty Carter album. But anyway, enough chat, John. Let the people listen to Betty Carter back by the Kenny Dorham band sing this uh, song called Make It Last. Love is often
All too soon this dream will be past Betty Carter was the singer. The song was called Make It Last. She recorded it in uh, February 1958. The song was written by singer Dick Ames and Bill Paxton, and she was backed by the Kenny Dorham Band. Uh, as we're coming up to 11 o'clock, let's have a little bit of uh, Dudley Moore on piano, Pete McGurk on bass, Chris Caran on drums, as they play us a little bit of... Uh, a tune written by Cole Porter in 1953 called I Love Paris. Just a little bit. I'll see you after Newsport Weather at 11. And this is the first one you get next week. 
Dunmore with I Love Paris. Welcome back to the second uh, hour of this program of Easy Jazz with me, John Ridman, coming to you from... What are you coming with? Where are you coming from? Where are you coming from, people are asking. Radio Hawks Bay, that's where we're coming from. And this program's coming live from Studio One. And uh, I'm here until midday in the second hour of this uh, program, Easy Jazz, with me, John Ribman. 14.31 a.m. and 104.7 f.m. are the two frequencies you could be listening on your radio, your steam radio machines. But if you go to www.radiohawksbay.org.nz, there we stream live around the world, and no matter where you are, in the rest of New Zealand or anywhere in the world, you can listen to this show. Okay, got it? Okay, we had a little, 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 little bit of uh, Dudley Moore on piano with uh, Pete McGurk on bass and Chris Coran on drums. A tiny little introduction to I Love Paris. That's the first one you're going to get next. the next time I broadcast. Choo Choo Chaboogie is a song written by Vaughan Horton, Denver Darling and Milt Gabler. It was recorded in January 1946 by Louis Jordan and his Timphony Five, and it was released by Decca Records. It topped the charts for 18 weeks from August 1946. Um, the record was one of uh, Jordan's Louis Jordan's biggest hits with both black and white audiences. And uh, on the national charts, it peaked at number seven. So if you haven't heard Louis Jordan and his Timpani Five before, and certainly if you haven't heard Choo Choo Chaboogie before, here it is just for you. With a pack on my back I'm tired of transportation in the back of a hack I love to hear the rhythm of the clickety-clack And hear the lonesome whistle, see the smoke from the stack And pal around with democratic fellas named Mac So take me right back to the track Jack, choo-choo, choo-choo-chaboogie Woo-woo-woo-woo-chaboogie Choo-choo-choo-choo-chaboogie Take me right back to the track Jack, But alas, I'm not like 
of black You take a morning paper from the top of the stack And read the situation from the front to the back The only job that's open needs a man with a knack So put it right back in the rack Jack, choo-choo, choo-choo-chee-boogie Woo-woo, woo-woo-chee-boogie Choo-choo, choo-choo-chee-boogie Take me right back to the track Jack, Toe-tapper, that one, wasn't it, eh? Louis Jordan and his Timpany 5 uh, recording that uh, was released in August of 1946. Tune, choo-choo-cha-boogie. Huge hit. Huge hit with all audiences. Now, Flying Home is... I guess you could call it... Well, it's definitely a jazz composition. Um... But people also say it's a jump jazz or a jump blues composition too. It was written by Benny Goodman and Arnold Hampton. Lyrics were added by Sid Robin. Um, and it came about when Lionel Hampton was in the Benny Goodman band and a gig in 1939 required the band to fly from Los Angeles to Atlantic City in New York State. And it was the first time that Lionel Hampton was ever going to fly and he kept whistling a tune. Goodman said to him, hey, what's that tune you keep whistling? And Hampton said, I don't know. Um, Why don't we call it um, Flying Home? And Lionel Hampton later confessed that the tune was a way for him to keep his mind off that flight. I have a recording of the tune, Flying Home, uh, made in 1979 by Ella Fitzgerald. Now, she doesn't sing this song, flying home she scats all the way through it i mean only ella fitzgerald could do that so have a listen 1979 recording of ella fitzgerald scatting the tune flying home Oh, yeah. 
she could have done that you know did the whole song without singing a word but scatting all the way through and she recorded that uh, flying home in 1979 wow amazing um this is how i feel about jazz is a 1957 album by the american musician, band leader, composer, arranger, Quincy Jones. And uh, it was his first full-length album as a band leader um, after a recording debut with the 1955 split album called Jazz Abroad. Now... Quincy Jones arranged and conducted three recording sessions during September 1956, each with a different lineup, and it went from nine players to 15 players. Um, musicians, oh, it was the top musicians you could ever think of Art Farmer, Phil Woods, Lucky Thompson, Hank Jones, Paul Chambers, Milk Jackson, Art Pepper, Zoot Sims, Herbie Mann. It went on and on and on. I'm going to play you two um, tracks that were written and arranged by uh, Quincy Jones. Oh, by the way, Quincy Jones started his musical life as a trumpeter. And um, his mentor, the person he really looked up to, was... Um, oh, God, I forgot his name. Clark Terry. Um, and Clark Terry recounted that oh, back in the early 40s, he was actually playing a gig, he said, and this skinny young kid came up to him and said, Mr. Terry, Mr. Terry, you're my idol. Um, can I take some trumpet lessons from you? 
and Clive Terry did and started to mentor him. And Quincy Jones, of course, stopped playing the trumpet, became an arranger and a big band leader, composer, etc., etc. But anyway, let's get back to the first of the two tracks involving Quincy Jones. This one was uh, written by him, arranged by him, and he called the tune Stockholm Sweetening. That's sweetening without the G, sweetening, Stockholm Sweetening. And he recorded it with his own Quincy Jones Orchestra in New York in September 1956. Here's the first one, Quincy Jones' Stockholm Sweetening. <laughs> Thank you. 
Quincy Jones uh, big band that was uh, recording was actually made in New York in September 1956 tune was written and arranged by uh, Quincy Jones and the name of that particular tune was called Stockholm Sweetening and uh, I mean you could pick out trumpeter was Art Farmer and the piano soloist of course was Hank Jones um, that album was released by ABC Paramount and um, this next one also is Quincy Jones and a tune written and arranged by him recorded in New York City in February 1957. The tune is called Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E, Quince, obviously from Quincy, Quince. And some of the soloists you're going to hear on this, Leroy Vinegar on bass, Hank Jones on piano, Charlie Persip on drums, uh, Sonny Stitt, who you've already heard this morning, on tenor sax, and Phil Woods on alto sax. Again, this all went out, this tune went out, again, uh, produced on an album by ABC Paramount. So, Quincy Jones with his band, I'll say band this time again, with... Um, a tune he wrote and arranged called Quince. Quince. Leroy Vinegar on bass. Thank you. 
I could listen to uh, anything composed and arranged by Quincy Jones all day and all night. And that second one um, that was uh, written and arranged by him was a tune called Quince, recorded in uh, New York City, February 1957. Some great soloists in there as well. <clears throat> right, you are listening to this program of Easy Jazz with me, John Ribman, coming to you live from Studio One at Radio Hawks Bay, 1431 AM and 104.7 FM on your, on your radio dials, but on a smartphone or a tablet or an iPad or a desktop or whatever. If you go to www.radiohawksbay.org.nz, you can listen to us anywhere in the world. And if you use that WW link, our homepage will open. It is so simple to get around. Just look at the little circles and click on the ones if you want to find out what our schedule is, we want to find out, find out about our broadcasters, listen to podcasts. It's all there. We're no hex station here, you know. We uh, broadcast over 100 shows a week. We're open and we're on air 365 days a year. And as I've said to you before, this isn't the only jazz program that you can hear because uh, Ian Hunt, uh, he actually has two for jazz on Saturday afternoons and Tuesday afternoons. So two jazz programs for you at Radio Hawke's Bay. Now here's another British singer that uh, decided that he wanted to record a jazz come swing album. And he finished up by doing it, and it was named Swing When You're Winning. And it's an album by the English singer-songwriter Robbie Williams. And it was his, his fourth uh, studio album overall. Released in the UK on the 19th of November 2001, peaked at number one on the UK albums chart, um, it wasn't recorded in one hit in one studio. It was recorded in seven different recording studios all over the USA and the UK. I've, the track I've picked for you, I picked because I love this song. I absolutely adore this song. And Robbie um, Williams is going to sing this song with an American uh, singer called John Lovitz. And the song, which was written by Cole Border in 1939, is called Well Did You Ever. Written as a duet, the pair exchanging bad news, each shrugging off the other's tidbits in favour of a good time. Most of you, such as, same as me, you will recall the best, best duet ever when Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby sang Well Did You Ever in that 1956 movie called High Society. This is Robbie Williams and John Lovitz, 2001. Well, did you ever... <laughs> I have heard among this clan you 
are called the forgotten man. Is that what they're saying? Well, did you ever? What a swell party this is. And have you heard the story of a boy, a girl, unrequited love? Sounds like pure soap. I may cry. Tune in tomorrow. What a swell party this is. What frails, what frocks, what frocks, what furs, what rocks. They're beautiful. I've never seen such gaiety. Neither have I. It's all just too touristy, really. This French champagne. Domestic. So good for the brain. That's what I was going to say. You know, you're a brilliant fellow. Why, thank you. Pick up, Jack. But please don't eat that glass, my friend. Have you heard about dear Blanche? Got run down by an avalanche. No. Oh, don't worry. She's a game girl, you know. Got up and finished fourth. The kids got guts. Having a nice time? Grab a line. Have you heard the Mimsy star? What now? She got pinched in the ass to Blast again, eh? She was stoned. Well, did you ever? Never. What a swell party this is. Uh, it's a lovely dress. Do you think I can talk her out of it? It's gray. Ah, it's gray. So grand. So grand. It's wow. Wonderland. La la da 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 So rare, so rare, like old Hamburg, like Barbarum. Don't dig that kind of crooning chum. Have you heard it's in the stars? Next July we collide with Mars. Well, did you ever? What a swell party, a swell party. A liberty fraternity Have you heard it's in the stars? Next July we collide with Mars Well, did you ever? What a swell party Swell party Swelling and elegant And they played exactly, exactly the same musical arrangement that Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby had in the movie High Society singing that song. Well, did you ever? And it wasn't bad, was it? It was pretty good, I thought. Robbie Williams and John Lovitz. 
2001 from Robbie Williams' album called Swing When You're Winning. The tune, well, did you ever, never. Susanna McCorkle was born on January the 1st, 1946, and she died on May the 19th, 2001. She was a great American jazz singer. Susanna was a breast cancer survivor. She suffered uh, for many years from depression and she committed suicide at the age of 55 by jumping off the balcony of her apartment at 41 West 86th Street in Manhattan. She was alone at home at the time. The police immediately entered the home after identifying the body and found no evidence of foul play and suicide was ruled the cause of the death. Now, Susanna McCorkle, Susanna McCorkle had never learned to read music or how to breathe when singing, but all the same, she was a great and she was a much sought-after jazz singer. Um, I've got a track from her 1981 Jazz Alliance album, which is called The People You Never Get to Love. And I'd like you to listen to Susanna McCorkle sing the Duke Ellington song called The Feeling of Jazz. And Susanna has uh, Keith Ingram on piano, Al Gaffar on guitar, Steve Laspina on bass, and Joe Cacuzzo on the drums. The late but great Susanna McCorkle with The Feeling of Jazz.
Yeah, the singer is the uh, the late Susanna McCorkle, and uh, the tune was The Feeling of Jazz, written by Duke Ellington, and that track actually came from Susanna's 1981 Jazz Alliance album called The People You Never Get to Love. Um, Keith Ingham on uh, piano, Al Gaffar on uh, guitar, Steve Laspina on bass, and Joe Kokuzu on the drums. Such a shame, but depression does get people, doesn't it? What a shame. Okay, now, I'm going to move on to a trombone duo now. Um, One I've I've played recently, and I've told you the story about him, where he... he, um, His wife committed suicide when she found out he was having an affair, so he shot both his sons, and then killed himself. Frank Rossolino, and the other trombonist on this track is uh, Carl Fontana. Now, they were the two most technically gifted trombonists, I guess, um, around in that period of, if you like, late 40s, way up to the 70s. And putting them together is a bit like creating, if you like, trombone heaven. And they did a club date together in Vancouver, British Columbia, in Canada at the Bayside Room. And listening, as you will do, to this particular track, you'll hear that their their styles are compatible, even though their sounds are quite distinct. Uh, Frank Rossellino, he, he's very good at quick tonguing techniques on the um, on the trombone. And in actual fact, he could run rings around anybody else on uh, on this triple tonguing on the trombone than anybody else. Now, Carl Fontana, he, he played more precise, um, a little bit more soulful, refined, um, a full sound, not, not quite as showy as Frank Rossellino. But in their own styles, if you like, putting them together, um, they really had it going on, as you will hear. Now, the resulting album 
um, was recorded live, released by Uptown Records, and it is called Trombone Heaven. So, from Vancouver, British Columbia, 1978, please enjoy these two great trombone players, Frank Rossellino and Cole Fontana, playing for us a medley, Laura and Embraceable You. They have Elmer Gill on piano, Torben Oxpel on bass, and George Ursan is on the drums. I give you Frank Rossellino, Carl Fontana on trombones. Laura and Embraceable You medley. Thank you. 
Well, I mean, you, you know, that was a treat. Um, two great jazz trombonists. Neither of them, of course, are with us. Frank Rossellino, as you know, uh, committed suicide after he shot his two sons when he killed him, when he blinded. And uh, Carl Fontana also passed away, um, not in such circumstances as Frank. But from my introduction, you, you, when I said that um, Frank Rossellino had this ability to do this quick triple tonguing, you could hear that every time he played, um, mainly on Laura, and uh, and then Carl Fontana came in and you know, with that more precise, that fuller, richer sound, started to give us a braceable U that Frank took over at the end anyway. But that um, is from an album called Trombone Heaven, um, which was released in 1978 by Uptown Records. And um, it's a great it's a great album. And I, I mean, I have to enjoy what I play for you. Don't I? Anyway, we're getting near the end of the show now. Goodness me, where that time flies when you're having fun. Um, I guess I might as well say my farewells to you now before I introduce a little bit of what you're going to get leading us up to Newsport Mother at noon today. Um, <clears throat> 28th of this month, uh, Hawke's Bay Jazz Club at the Magdalenos Room at the uh, Havelock North Function Centre. And this month it's going to be the Hawke's Bay Jazz Club Big Band. Now, I missed the, I've missed the last couple of jazz, uh, jazz club um, nights. I don't even know if I'm going to get to uh, this one on the 28th because I have a gig myself uh, on that day. But... Um, as soon as I get, well, I've got them now. Yesterday I picked up my night driving glasses because I wasn't, I can't drive at night. I get blinded because I've got cataracts. But anyway, I want you to look after yourselves. Love the ones that you love because they'll love you back. Take care. Be safe. Keep away from the COVIDs and all that kind of stuff. Let's have a little bit of um, Billy Eckstein singing for us, Misty. Jazz Standard, written in 1954 by Errol Garner. This was um, a live recording that Billy Eckstein made in 1960 at the Cloud Nine, Cloud Nine Lounge in Las Vegas with Bobby Tucker on piano. I don't know if I'm going to be back next week yet, but I'll definitely be back from the new location uh, on September the 2nd. So God bless you all. Here's a little bit of Billy Eckstein with Misty. So... See ya. See you soon anyway. Look after yourselves. Are you ready? Good, let's go. Bye-bye for now. Look at me I'm as helpless as a kitten from up a tree and I feel like I'm clinging to This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.